Welcome to Medicus, a student-run podcast about any and all things in the world of medicine. Follow along as we interview outstanding individuals about important topics in healthcare. I'm Brendan Connolly, welcoming you to a different episode of Medicus. Instead of interviewing a guest like we usually do, we thought it would be fun to share some of our favorite books, articles, TV shows, things like that, that are all relevant to the world of medicine. Several Medicus members, myself included, will tell you what we've enjoyed reading and why that would be useful or fun to someone interested in medicine and healthcare. Enjoy! Hey everyone, so I'm first up. For my suggestion, I'm actually kind of cheating and giving you a few items, so it's not just one thing. Um, First, I'll point you to the STAT Morning Rounds newsletter. STAT, more technically, I guess, statnews.com, is a website that covers medicine, healthcare, public health, things like that. They have several daily newsletters that I know of. Um, But I have been, since I was applying to medical school, um, subscribed to the Morning Rounds newsletter. It's called Morning Rounds. So it gets delivered to your inbox early each morning, covers some of the hottest stories in medicine with content from both STAT and other news sources. Um, I guess I will take you back in time to uh, just a little personal story is that I signed up for this newsletter when I was applying to medical schools. And I found it to be just an absolutely invaluable resource on keeping up with what was going on, tracking medicine, public health news. It was especially helpful in the interview season when I was interviewing for medical schools. A good example is that the CRISPR baby story was going on when I was applying to medical school. Um, If you're not familiar, that's a story in which a scientist in China used CRISPR technology to edit the DNA of human embryos without proper approval. This story was breaking when I was applying, and I was able to bring it up in interviews, talk about it, talk about why it mattered, the ethical questions about the future of gene editing, medical questions about what diseases should be targeted with the technology. All of these topics were fun to know about, useful to discuss in some medical school interviews, too. So I really can't recommend this one enough. It was actually named Best Newsletter by a Digital Media Awards, you know, a year or two ago. Either way, I think it's a great, great tool if you're looking for some sort of daily dose of medicine and healthcare content. Second, I'd also point you to two New Yorker articles by the surgeon and journalist Atul Gawande. Dr. Gawande is... he. Uh, So he practices surgery, I believe, in Boston. He also has written several popular books and a lot of articles, including these two for The New Yorker that I have pinpointed that I think you guys should all read. The first is called The Cost Conundrum, and it was his attempt to sort of make sense of why costs in American healthcare sort of skyrocketed this century. It was written a few years ago, but I think it still is pretty relevant And what he did is he went to a town called McAllen, Texas. At the time, McAllen had the highest per capita spending on healthcare per person. And he wanted to pinpoint what was it about McAllen, medicine, healthcare in McAllen, that was driving these high costs. So what unfolds in this article is sort of a sweeping look at medicine in America, how it can get so out of control. 
And then there's also a few nice examples of healthcare systems that are sort of bucking the trend and doing things the right way uh, to keep costs down and provide good care to patients at the same time. Fascinating article, really good read, very well written. Um, and this is actually taught in a lot of medical school classes. So if you're a pre-med, you know, check this out. It would be a good one to sort of have some familiarity with and you can impress all your friends. Dr. Gawande followed up the cost conundrum a few years later with another article. This one was called Overkill. And it looked broadly at how too many tests are ordered in defensive medicine practices. But he also looked at how McAllen had learned from his first article, The Cost Conundrum, and it had sort of changed some of its ways to bring those costs down. So it's a nice happy ending for McAllen and just sort of learning some of those lessons about how we can continue to keep uh, making the healthcare system more efficient, uh, more ethical, better for patients, better for doctors. So both of these articles are excellent resources for anyone who wants to grapple with the complexity and the ethics of America's healthcare system. I really, really recommend them, and I hope you enjoy. Hey guys, Rasik here, and I'm super excited to be part of this episode that Brendan is putting together. I have so many recommendations. Unfortunately, I can't list them all because we'd be here probably for days. But let me just begin with a couple that I think are a worthy read for any pre-medical student, medical student, or even honestly practicing physicians. So the first recommendation that I have is called Medical Apartheid by Harriet Washington. This is not something that I would consider to be a fun book, but it's definitely an important one to read. And especially as pre-medical students or medical students, you will be so much better versed in these difficult conversations that you'll be forced to have throughout your career. So medical apartheid chronicles the dark history of medicine and experimentation on Black individuals in America. So a lot of us have heard about, for example, the Tuskegee syphilis experiments, but there are so, so many more atrocious acts that were carried out by the medical establishment. And so I think it's something that, especially as our country is grappling with all of these issues surrounding social justice and racial inequality, I think this is something that's really important for everyone to read. Again, it's not really a pleasurable read. When I was reading it, a lot of times I found myself having to put it down just because it is so difficult to kind of grapple with this information, but it's definitely worth your time. The second recommendation that I have is called Brain on Fire by Susanna Callahan. And some of you may have seen this as a Netflix movie because it was made into a motion picture. It's a New York Times bestseller and it chronicles the story of a young journalist who essentially feels herself going completely insane. And I think this is on the lighter note, but still interesting. It's definitely a quick read and it will kind of prepare you for the type of mysteries you'll see in medicine. So as medical students, a lot of times we're told when you hear hoofs, think horses, not zebras, but this is one of those zebras where she almost wasn't diagnosed appropriately. And it's another one of those cases of you really needing to advocate for yourself as a patient. 
And so perhaps this as a future physician will help you understand where patients are coming from when they're really frustrated and not getting a diagnosis. Perhaps it will help you relate more. But anyway, these are my two recommendations for this episode, hoping to do a lot more episodes like this because I have a ton more recommendations and hope you guys check out the books I suggested. Hi everyone, it's Catherine. When Brendan first came up with the idea of a reading list, I was super excited because I feel like books have gotten me through some of the toughest parts of my medical education so far whether it be because they allowed me to connect with people or places that I wanted to learn more about or just escape whatever it was that was stressing me out. I definitely need to read more, so I'm excited to see what other people are recommending. One of my all-time favorite books is Frankenstein by Mary Shelley. And I know what you're thinking. It's not a Halloween book. Sure, there are a lot of Halloween movies with quote-unquote Frankenstein characters, but this book is about so much more than the creepiness of the monster that Dr. Frankenstein creates. It's considered by many to be the first science fiction book, and it has you grappling with things like how far science should go, loneliness and who deserves to be loved, our responsibility for our actions and the repercussions that they have. You don't really have to stretch the imagination that much to see how closely connected these themes are with our current situation with the pandemic. And even though I've read it for the first time in high school, I remember thinking about how interesting it was to think about science, not just in the sense of pushing our boundaries and discovering new things, but how those discoveries impact humanity. And I don't know, it's a book that just really stands the test of time. If you want creepy, it's definitely creepy too. So that's my first recommendation. The other book I would recommend is When the Spirit Catches You and You Fall Down, A Mung Child, Her American Doctors, and the Collision of Two Cultures by Annie Fodeman. This book has directly impacted how I practice medicine. If I can say that as an M2 who isn't like a full-blown doctor yet, but it gets you thinking in ways that books about medicine just generally don't have the capacity to. It's about the clash between a small county hospital in California and a refugee from Laos over the care of Leah Lee, a Hmong child diagnosed with severe epilepsy. Leah's parents and her doctors both want what's best for Leah, but the lack of understanding between them leads to tragedy. It's not like one of those books where you have a doctor writing about this tough case that they had and how they grew from it. It's like how we as humans and people of medicine want the best for those we care for, but that this can look different for different patients. And how do you respect different cultures and care for people who might not have the same goals or see science in the same way? Also being from Minnesota and having friends and coworkers and patients who are and were Hmong refugees, it was interesting to read about the history of the Hmong people and learn more about their beliefs and practices. I haven't found anything like it. I probably think about it once a week. Like, how do you, as a doctor, find ways to balance the science of medicine and the people that you take care of and what they can teach you about how to best care for them? Okay, I've talked enough. Thanks for listening. Hope that you find a book that you like. Hi, my name is Emily Hagen, and I am excited to share with you a reading suggestion for this episode. Like Brendan, I am squeezing in two recommendations. The first is a book, and the second is a relevant Netflix show, because who doesn't like to watch Netflix as well? My book recommendation is called Every Patient Tells a Story, Medical Mysteries and the Art of Diagnosis, written by Dr. Lisa Sanders, MD. 
Dr. Sanders is a practicing internal medicine physician at the Yale University School of Medicine. She also writes the monthly diagnosis column in the New York Times Magazine. What's more is that she was the technical advisor to the show House. Also, before attending medical school, Dr. Sanders was a CBS News producer. In her book, Dr. Sanders chronicles real-life stories of many patients. In doing so, she highlights that while doctors today have more knowledge and shiny technology than ever before, diagnoses can still be hard to make. Diseases are complex and symptoms may not fit the textbook. Dr. Sanders shows us how much practicing medicine requires detective work, careful listening to our patient's stories, and an appreciation for the physical exam, despite the plethora of imaging and laboratory tests that modern medicine has to offer. I think this book is a must-read for any student interested in medicine because it shows that medicine often has diagnostic dilemmas requiring physicians to use their intuition, critical thinking, and listening skills to help their patients. Additionally, as you read Dr. Sanders' book, you will feel that you are right at the patient's bedside and living through the diagnostic process firsthand with her. As I mentioned, Dr. Sanders writes the monthly diagnosis column in the New York Times Magazine. In her column, she describes patients with medical mysteries, that is, patients with baffling symptoms and stories who are struggling to obtain diagnoses. Now let me tell you how the 2019 Netflix show called Diagnosis comes in. A collection of patients from Dr. Sanders' column share their stories through brief videos. Readers were invited to share their thoughts on the patient's diagnoses. Each of the show's seven episodes focus on a different patient, his or her story, and the reactions of the public to help Dr. Sanders facilitate the diagnostic workup process. I thought that the themes of Dr. Sanders' book came to life in these episodes as one can see how challenging it can be to reach a diagnosis as well as how arduous living with a perplexing disease can be. I don't want to give too much away about the show, but I will say that one of the episode's medical mysteries was in fact solved by a medical student. The disease that the patient had is quote-unquote high yield in medical school, but actually quite rare in real-life practice, therefore stumping many doctors. So, whether you're in need of a study break or want to pique your medical curiosity, I definitely encourage you to read Dr. Sanders' book, Every Patient Tells a Story, Medical Mysteries and the Art of Diagnosis, and to check out the Netflix show, Diagnosis. As always, thanks for listening to this episode. This wouldn't be possible without the support from our listeners. Please rate, review, and subscribe. We appreciate donations to help fund the production of this podcast. To support us, go to medicuspodcast.com, where you can additionally find show notes, links, and information about our guests. We are at Medicus Podcast on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. If you have any questions, comments, or episode suggestions, please submit them on our website. This podcast is intended for general information purposes only and does not constitute the practice of medicine, no patient-doctor relation is formed, and the content of this podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional advice, diagnosis, or treatment.